Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. So this week we watched a new Fox show. It is a medical drama type show called The Resident, and that was a thing we watched. And then we are headed into a new season of television coming up soon at some point. So Slash we're in that season. (laughs) Slash it's that season now. I don't know what time is. (laughs) Um, So it's time for another round of What Fresh Hell Is This? Yes, it is. First, um... Let's talk about The Resident. Let's talk about The Resident. You know, um, do you know what the worst thing is about millennials, Kirsty? <laughs> What's the worst thing about millennials? Well, when millennials enter the medical field, they just can't stop taking selfies during <laughs> surgical procedures, and then they kill their patients. <laughs> Although, was it the selfie that killed the patient, or was it the murderous old man, chief of surgery, Dr. Phil? Right. (laughs) Unclear. Unclear. (laughs) So, real talk, that's literally, with no exaggeration, how we open the series. It sure is. (laughs) So many life choices happened in the making of this show. Yeah, I would have to agree with that statement. So I brought the show to our attention, regrettably, (laughs) for a few reasons. But I saw the promos and it looked like Fox was literally just rebooting House. Yes. So I was like, okay, this is going to be bad. And it's also a crossover universe between Gilmore Girls and Everwood. (laughs) that, like, could logically work almost, but (laughs) it's just a little weird. But I was like, I have some, like, feelings about some people in this show, so I figured I was was curious of how bad it may be. (laughs) Or how good it could be. Do you mean actors? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure they weren't trying to pull some shit and, like, actually reused characters. They're not, but they may as well have been. Like, they leave fair them enough. vague enough that, like, sure, why not? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I wrote that this show is just Scrubs as a drama for These Are Modern Times. There are so many beats that are literally just from Scrubs. But they were like, what if a drama instead of a satire? Well... Is it a beat from Scrubs, or is it a beat from any medical drama that Scrubs was riffing off of? It could be, and, like, I'll give Scrubs, for all of its faults, that it was a really effective satire of the entire genre of the medical procedural. Yeah. But there are some similarities with characters that, like, can't go unnoticed. Tell me more. I haven't watched enough medical dramas to, like, actually know what aspects of what are unique, but... So in my notes, I didn't catch a single character's name because I didn't give a fuck. But in my notes, I referred to every character with their analogous Scrubs character. Okay. So the murder doctor is literally Dr. Kelso, 
who is like the chief of whatever the fuck mm-hmm. um, for the hospital, um, Sacred Heart. And there are several episodes where on the outside of Sacred Heart, there's like banners and billboards with Dr. Kelso's face on it. Yeah. And like the whole thing in this show is that Murder Doctor slash the Dr. Kelso is like the personality of the hospital. So there's literally like a 10 story tall banner on yeah. the outside of the hospital. And all he does is like hang out with donors and whatever. It just fell on the nose in terms of those two characters. And then uh, there is a character who I referred to off and on in my notes, both as racist Dr. Cox and mediocre white guy hero doctor. Yep. And he's the house analog. He is the house analog. And Dr. Cox was always supposed to be a house analog, and they made in-jokes about it in the show all the time. Yeah. But there's already, like, the weird mentor relationship with the JD character, um, who's, like, the new resident. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, there was one point where mediocre white guy hero doctor was, like, just the side of calling the JD character a girl's name, and I was like, really? Yeah. Because that was the whole shtick in Scrubs. Yeah. So, I don't know. Y'all can, like, hit us on Twitter if I'm wrong, and that's just, like, how all medical dramas are. But it really felt like they were, like, scrubs, but drama. I mean, as a person who was raised by my mother on General Hospital and Dr. Quinn Medicine (laughs) Woman, I can tell you a few things. Sure. (laughs) That's a really good setup, by the way. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman says something about how you ended up where you're at with Outlander today. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Between that and American Girl Dolls. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the crossover you oh. never knew you needed. Right? But, I mean, I this show didn't strike me as being particularly novel with any of its depictions of anything or anyone no it's definitely (laughs) playing it safe i did see something that i've seen with like newer medical dramas that they're doing like the man versus medicine of like the insurance company situation and like who your drug suppliers are is like always like their secret deals like all that stuff has become like a forefront yep for lazy writing, I guess, and they started to get into that because they were talking about how, like, if someone's on life support, they get more money from the insurance company every day that they're there, whatever. Yep. Well, and there was also the whole thing with, like, the surgery robot. Yep. And how they're now the first hospital in whatever to have the surgery robot, and they kept referring to it by its brand name. Right. And, like, I... Feel like that's not what people watch medical procedurals for. You mean for the nitty gritty details of the profession in the real world? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think people come to them for the like weird shit and the boning. Yeah. So that was going to be my question because it seems like all medical dramas have to offer is hospital sex. And long speeches about the philosophical nature of medicine and humanity. Yeah. And, like, maybe this is a personal failing, but that doesn't seem like anything to me. Yeah. So, 
I guess it depends on what you're watching, but yeah. Like, <laughs> sometimes they're more like you're kind of watching a TLC show and you see, like, what's the weird, gross disease of the week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, kind of how House played it. Right. So it was more of, like, a mystery show. Right. That I could, you could kind of, like, get down with, but yeah, usually it's just, like, interpersonal workplace relationships <laughs> and diseases and preachiness. I have never worked in a hospital, so again, feel free to tell me that I'm wrong, but I have a really hard time believing that there's as much boning happening in hospitals as medical dramas would have you believe. Yeah, I'm really curious about that, but I yeah, don't think Yeah, if any of y'all have ever is. worked in a hospital, like, let us know. Give us the scoop. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be willing to believe that there are certain teams within various hospitals where there's a lot of interpersonal relationships happening outside of work. Mm-hmm. And I could see there being boning there. I'm just, like, not convinced that there's that much boning happening in the workplace. Yeah. So I was dabbling with this other show that was on a network, and I forget which one. But I've seen parts of this one from a couple seasons ago, and it was a summer series, so it was extra bad. And it was still (laughs) better than this show. Oh, no. (laughs) But it was about, like, military veterans who were medics who all came back to work at the same, like, hospital. Sure. That was in a, on a, I don't know, it was in, like, a military-heavy area. Okay. And it was, like, a whole thing. So then they had all these, like, past relationships from being Mm -hmm. whatever. It had, like, one more layer to it. (laughs) And I was like... (laughs) I appreciate you trying. It wasn't very good. <laughs> but at least they, like, tried. Yeah. They stepped, like, a half a step outside the box. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Versus this that was, like, close the box and tape it up because that's yep. where they're going to live. Because it's ready for delivery, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we want to go through, like, chronologically? Like, should we should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. So we start with the... It's not really a cold open. I don't remember there being a theme at any point. No one sang you a song? No one sang me a song. (laughs) There were... None of the lasses were gone. (laughs) It's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. Oh, no. Um, So we open with this scene, and they're doing surgery, and everybody's young and jovial. And then they decide inexplicably to start taking selfies, and Murder Doctor, who you don't know is a murderer at this point, is like, oh, this is very inappropriate. Get back to your stations. Mur, mur, mur. But then everybody takes out their phones and starts taking selfies, and there's like 45 selfies. Yep. And then they zoom in on the surgeon's hands, and his hands are all shaky, and then suddenly there's like blood spurts, and then there's just like blood everywhere, and then the guy dies, and then all the... There's a guy faints, and then all the little baby surgeons are, like, stepping in blood, and it's just, like, blood. And the murder doctor is someone who was recently on a crime procedural. I don't know which, but I've seen his face so many times in that setting that I'm like, sure, you can just reuse one procedural for another. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But he has this whole speech about how we're all on the same team, and you're going to cover up for me. Yep. Although they never really make it clear, like... 
is it just like his shaky hands? I mean, they make it clear through the narrative later that like this dude has been killing patients left and right and just like probably shouldn't be operating anymore. Right. But they don't really make it clear like was it the selfies that made him kill the guy or like <laughs> That's what made yeah. me do it. <laughs> He was so busy with the selfies that he was just like, oh, whoops, that's an artery. Right. Um, Did the flash go off in his face? Like, we don't know. (laughs) Did someone accidentally hit one of those Snapchat filters with the the pop song of the week? And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know my volume was on. (laughs) So, yeah, so then he blackmails everybody. And he's like, you got to, like, make up a thing. Like, make up a thing. You had a heart attack. Make it up. And then they all stand around and they're like, yeah. Yeah, he had a heart attack, and, uh, uh, yeah. And then they all delete their selfies. Yeah. And everyone's like, no one will know. Someone literally says, there's no way to prove any of this, sir. Like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because when you write on your report that he had a heart attack, and then they go and do the autopsy and find that his artery was sliced in half, they won't notice at all. Right. In the middle of an appendectomy, by the way. Super casual. N-B-D. So that's our introduction to the show. And then we meet mediocre white man hero doctor. He rides up on his bike and he yells at a guy for parking in a handicapped spot. Yep. And he pours his uh, energy drink on his car. (laughs) Yeah, the the guy parks a very fancy car. And so to get back at him, hero doctor pours out his energy drink on the hood of this fancy car. That'll show him. Because he's very edgy. Yeah, he's, like, the same as when Designated Survivor wore a hoodie as president. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is the same. It's the exact same. (laughs) That's really funny. Mediocre White Man then, like, has a scene also where he's looking at, like, hospital Tinder. Oh, yeah. he, like, comes across Elliot, who's, like, the... She's the lady... She's the token woman. It's not clear if she's a doctor or a nurse. I think she's a nurse, which is sad. It is sad. All she she wears a white coat, which is why I'm confused. But all yeah. she does the entire show is like walk into rooms at the moment that Hero Doctor is about to do something heroic. Yeah. And then occasionally like say something salty about what a hero he is. I'm like a little sad because I have strong feelings from Everwood about this person. Oh yeah. Yeah. I you know, when you relate to someone in high school on television and you're, <laughs> you know, it's just a tough time. Yeah, it's time to move on. You're that. kind of bonded to them, whether you like it yeah. or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so then somewhere in that mix, they have hospital sex, yeah. inexplicably. Yeah. He, like, looks at her on Tinder. And, and he's like, I want you back. Says something, and then they go have hospital sex, and yeah, he's... She, like... No, but she leaves him one time. Remember? She locks him in the room. I don't know. The bottom line is that there's nothing going on between the two of them. Yeah. Like, the plot thinks there is, but there's nothing going on between the two of them. Right. So, that was that. And there's new resident. Then we meet JD, who's, like, getting ready for his first day as a doctor. Yep. And he has a pretty girlfriend, and he went to Harvard. He did. And then... And he gets stuck with Mediocre White Guy. Yes. As his boss. Mediocre White Guy Hero Doctor is his boss. And when he arrives at the hospital, he gets a text that says, like, meet me in physical therapy and try not to be a dick. 
or something. I'm going to start sending all my professional texts with that at the end of it. Yes. <laughs> God, I do wish I had a, a hero status that would allow me to say such things. That would be really funny. I, I'm actually working right now to coordinate a meeting that's been like a real bitch to put together. And it would have been really fun a few times to send out the scheduling email and be like, please respond by Wednesday and try not to be a dick. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You could have put that on your like wedding RSVPs. Oh, I should have. I might have actually gotten a few of them back. Maybe. Hey, I sent mine. <laughs> you sure did. You did. You and my mom. I follow the rules. <laughs> um. So he gets there, and then mediocre white guy hero doctor also turns out to be racist, which is cool. Yeah. So the tiny resident boy is Indian. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, uh, white guy doctor turns around and goes, namaste. Yeah. I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> Going for it. I feel like you could also just see foxes, like, trying to be, like, inclusive. Check. <laughs> like... When they were casting this show, they were like, sure, the hero doctor doesn't get to be of a different, you know, mm-hmm, ethnicity mm-hmm. than what you'd expect. We'll give it to the new guy who has to get shit on all the time. Yep. He has to get hazed. Yeah. I read it as like, and I wrote this later in my notes because um, this guy makes like a lot of racist comments and it's not clear how you're supposed to interpret it. Like, are you supposed to feel uncomfortable with it? Or are you supposed to think, like, look at this edgy, racially aware man? Yeah. But I was like, is this Fox trying to participate in Trump's America where we talk about race a lot? And are they trying to make him, make it seem like, oh, this is a, this guy is a hero doctor, but he's deeply flawed. It's just unclear. (laughs) It's really not clear how the show wants you to interpret it. So what, in fact, happens is a white man in power is on screen making racist jokes. Yep. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> so, yeah. If there's, if there's, like, a lesson there or, like, some feelings about morality or a narrative arc, well, no, because the there's a douchier white man who's in charge of him who's killing that's people true. and covering it up. <laughs> That's true. Murder doctor is busy committing blackmail. <laughs> right. So we've got all kinds of moral gray areas in this hospital. And, like, not in the way that you think you're going to get a lesson out of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Well, and then you get some fun tension later because mediocre white guy hero doctor is, like, very aware that murder doctor is murdering people. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. It's going to be very fun. Oh, boy. There's still so so much ground to cover, and yet nothing happened in this show. Nothing happens in this whole episode. We basically, this whole episode is basically an hour-long montage of different two-minute scenes from medical dramas. Right. Of, like, different patients. Yes. So then they start doing walk and talks where racist Dr. Cox is leading JD around the hospital, and they interact with patients, and it's like, oh, this guy is so rough around the edges, but... Look at his bedside manner. Right. The patients love him very much. And then the girl makes this, like, weird analogy because the the new guy's like, why do I have this douchebag as my boss? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. 
well, you can get your car fixed by a nice person <laughs> and spend a lot of money and then your car's still broken. Or you can go to a guy who's an asshole and pay a little bit of money, but your car's fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, I was like, so are we just okay with him being like, racist and like sexually harassing women in the workplace because he's very good at doctoring yeah (laughs) and i don't know who he felt like he was talking to like she's not hr no No. he's like rando nurse give me professional advice because i'm distraught he's like i need a new mentor right (laughs) like oh okay sure the during this time is the one time that they really break the mold for medical dramas and hero doctors in a room and a different doctor comes in and is like, I don't know what's wrong with my patient. And so he asks like three questions and then he's like, it's lupus. Yeah. I was like, oh, you just had to get that one in there, didn't you? Yep. They thought they were so clever too. Yeah, they were so proud of that one. And then I have a note, I think there was more hospital sex because I have a note that says, hey, Fox, maybe read the room and cool it with sexual behavior in the workplace. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It just seems like a swing and a miss in these are modern times. Yikes. Also, this is the scene where Hero Doctor rips his shirt off and we learn that he has a giant tattoo on his back. Oh, yeah. That says death before dishonor. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we've been watching so much Outlander. (laughs) I'm used to seeing some weird shit on on the leading white man's back, but this was a new one. <laughs> oh my god i was like are you compensating for something like he's so scrawny and he has this big dark <laughs> tattoo you know those pictures they're often in like buzzfeed lists <laughs> that go around of like tattoos people later regret <laughs> That's what it looked like. Like, it looked like the makeup department, like, stenciled it on with, like, black eyeshadow. Oh, it's so bad. It was, like, uneven in places, and the font is all weird. I really wish it had said live free or die. (laughs) It should have. That would have brought me a lot of joy. Honestly, death before dishonor is not that much different. Nope. It also wraps around all of his shoulders, so it's, like... All the way from one forearm to the other, and like the top of his shoulder, all the way to the bottom of his shoulder blade. It's because he's so scrawny. He is so scrawny. He definitely <laughs> thinks he's mad swole, though. My frame of reference is so wrong now. That's <laughs> true. I won't accept any man who doesn't have his own charity work company. <laughs> oh my god. Once you've invented charitable CrossFit, you can come talk to me. (laughs) Oh, Sam Hewen, what have you done? What a majestic creature. He is a majestic man. Unlike any of the men on this TV show. Correct. Correct. Oh, God. But we'll be doing Um, a full JB episode at some point, so... 
Oh, yeah. We'll be when, talking when about we that When we finally then. get to our Outlander content, it's going to be multiple episodes broken down thematically. <laughs> We're so, so excited. <laughs> we've been planning it for weeks, yep. and neither of us are done with the series yet, so... Neither of us are ready. Like, sorry, not sorry. No. But we've been in a content drought, and we're not going to be anymore. That's right. So get ready <laughs> for this to become an Outlander podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So then we see a bunch of other patients. Some guy has diabetes and is eating cheeseburgers because fat shaming is cool, so they break off his toe. Yep. Mediocre white guy has good bedside manner with a cancer patient and then they perform some extremely bad cpr on a woman who's overdosing on drugs of some kind yeah like i have had to take a lot of first aid courses in my life and they were they were not doing it to the rhythm of staying alive (laughs) they were not they absolutely were not i don't know the procedure for like calling a code of that type but he was like yeah. What's the first thing? And the guy's standing there like he hasn't done this, like the whoever the nurse or whatever. And yeah. he's like waiting for the word to like do the thing. And he's like, yeah. I don't know what the first thing is. It's like the guy knows. Like just tell him to go do his job. Yeah, just point and be like, go now. Right. I also love the like very blase manner with which Hero Doctor was like, run the code. Just right. fucking do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. Right. As if there's not, like, protocols in place for how and when you decide if, like, a new resident gets to do these things. Yeah. And as if there's no liability involved in this thing. Only when it's convenient to the narrative. Yes. Yep. So then they perform CPR on her for, like, 26 minutes or something stupid. Yeah. Because her heart had stopped. And, like... JD doctor doesn't want to give up on her yet, but then she ends up brain dead. Right. So they get her heart beating again and everyone's like, yay. But hero doctor knows a thing or two. And he says, but today you didn't save a life. You saved a brainstem and you didn't listen to me. (laughs) Better watch out. You watch out. And JD is, like, very taken aback because he's like, oh, I thought I was doing the right thing. And so Hero Doctor has to give him a speech, and he says, All we want to do is help our patients, but what they don't teach us in medical school is there are so many ways to do harm. Yeah. Also creepy about him is that he carries around a photograph of a small child that he accidentally killed. Yeah, he he doctored wrong and killed a patient, and now he keeps her picture in his wallet as a reminder. Like, where do you get that picture from, you weirdo? <laughs> Did he go up to the parents and was like, hey, sorry I killed your daughter. Can I have a memento? Like, what? Are you supposed to imagine that the parents in, like, their grief and sentimentality, like, gave him the picture as a gift or something? I don't know. Because he has very good bedside manner, so... Obviously, they would have been friends with him. I don't know. I was uncomfortable. (laughs) Can we talk about my favorite thing that happened on this whole episode? Yes. The beeper text effect on the screen. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I have a couple notes about this. And they all start with, oh no. Yeah, it comes up with one of these miscellaneous patients and new guy. And new guy is a beeper. And they do it like how Jane the Virgin does iMessage. 
on the yep. screen, <laughs> except it's beeper text from like 1997, <laughs> which is clever if it's 1997, right? But it's not, and yeah. it was a life choice. And it's I'm also just like really dismayed that so many shows have adopted the use of the text message bubble. Yeah. It was one thing when House of Cards did it, which I still, no one has proven to me yet that they weren't the first. I'm still open to evidence if you have it. And like it, Jane the Virgin uses it like very effectively, Mm -hmm. but there's all these other shows now that are like, yes, you would like to read this random person's text messages as if there's anything compelling about what people text each other. Right. Other than Kelsey and I, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, you want to join our Slack channel? (laughs) (laughs) Because we never post screenshots of our Slack channel. (laughs) Never. But it's like, it's boring because what they end up putting on the screen is just as mundane as how people talk to each other in real life. Right. And in Jane the Virgin, that's the point. So it works. But in all these other shows that do it, it's as if there's a point to it. Well, and and there isn't. On Jane the Virgin, it's showing you more than what you would get out of a verbal conversation. So it's showing you, like, when they think about typing something and then let it linger and then don't, and then just backspace it. Like, that's something you don't express. So it gives you more information for the storytelling purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes it's at times when they can't speak. So, like, they're putting Mateo to bed. So they're texting with each other and they'll, like, make facial expressions and be mad and, like, body act and stuff, too. Like, there's layers to it. It's not just, like, characters texting each other to be like, where are you? Right. Which is literally a text message that gets sent. A beeper message. A beeper message. Yeah. A pager message that gets sent in this episode. Yeah. Anything else important happen here? So the next section of the episode is all about the um, surgery robot and murder doctor... Uh, is well, so there's this other woman who's a surgeon and she's very smart and capable, which you can tell because she has no bedside manner. Yeah. Uh, she literally tells a patient that her uterus sucks. Yeah. And she's supposed to perform the surgery with this robot, but then murder doctor decides that he wants to do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for reasons and pride and stuff, but he can't work the machine. We get a lot of stuff about this. At some point, someone literally refers to him as the McDreamy of this hospital. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't get to just say that. No. And then you get a whole thing about how the surgeons all have their own reviews. Yeah. And he has really good reviews. And this very smart, capable surgeon has really bad reviews. And it turns out he's been, like, creating fake accounts to post good reviews for himself. Right. So that's all, like, the second half of the episode. And then Hero Doctor is trying to catch Murder Doctor, basically. So he arranges to have the first surgery with this robot live streamed to, like, everything. Right. And he's like, it's not just going to be the donors. It's going to be thousands of people across the country. But, like, what digital team for the hospital said that was allowed? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of problems with that. Like, they have it set up as, like, a press event, and it's this whole thing. It's like, some rando doctor doesn't just come up to you and say, like, hey, I want to get revenge on this other guy. You want to do a live stream? (laughs) Can you just casually live stream this thing tomorrow that we had no awareness was going to be happening? Thanks. Right, right. 
Um, so then he starts to perform the surgery and everyone's watching. They're all like, oh, God, murder doctor's going to murder everyone. But then it's going really well. And Hero Doctor can't figure out why. So he goes to the OR. And what does he see? <gasps> Very capable doctor is in the background actually manning the robot while murder doctor is in the foreground pretending to man the robot. Why doesn't this hospital have any of those like viewing rooms like the other ones do on TV? I don't know. That would have solved all these problems. It would have solved... I, But I also don't understand because in the live stream, you can see him with, like, handles for the robot. Yeah. Like, you can see what his hands are doing. So where did they get two sets of the robot hands so that she could be controlling the real one and he could be controlling a fake one? Maybe it's a parent trap situation. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I wrote in my notes that this was Black Mirror level blackmail. <laughs> no boy. <laughs> And then the episode ends with some more code scenes. We get, like, one more code. And then the guy goes to try and shut off the machine. Oh. Well, so first he makes a speech. And he says to JD at the end of the speech, this is the best job in the world in spite of everything because of everything. (laughs) And then he walks into the room of the girl that JD saved earlier, who's now brain dead. And he... Starts to turn off her ventilator. Yeah. Which, like, side note, you can't just turn off a ventilator and people die quietly. That's not how that works. Anyway, so he turns off the ventilator, and who's behind the door? (gasps) Who? Elliot's there. Oh, shit. And he looks over his shoulder and has to flip the machine back on because he's been caught. Yeah. And only then does she realize what he's done. Right. And then... The episode ends. So maybe there's not one murder doctor in town. <laughs> there's I mean, two. My note was mediocre white man hero doctor gonna commit some murder because morality, gray areas, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> we forgot the blackmail with that other chick, the robot hand chick. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they made like weird political commentary. Oh, that's right. I had a note about this. So it was bad. Murder Doctor. Yeah, this this show is straight out of Trump's America, y'all. Mm-hmm. So Murder Doctor is trying to get this very smart and capable surgeon to give up the surgery she's supposed to do the next day and teach him how to use the robot because he, like, has to do the thing, whatever. And she's refusing to because she's like, look, it takes months of practice. You're going to kill the guy. You can't just, like, go in and do it. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to fuck up your visa, and you're going to get deported. So, that's cool. And he's like, you know, our borders are pretty tight right now, and with the political yeah. unrest, it's like... Yep. Yeah, literally used that line. Yeah. Yep. It was great. It was great. So, we've got doctors committing murder, we've got racism, and selfies. Yep. Yep. You covered it. And this is just the pilot, guys. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to keep watching this show, even for Hate Watch. Well, so we've now talked about it for a very long time. Yep. Longer than I thought we were going to get, but it's a nothing. It's so nothing. It's not fun. No. Like, it doesn't have the Hate Watch trademark of, like, delight. No. It's not fun. It's not interesting. Nope. There's nothing to hold on to. Like, there's nothing new. No. 
It's just bad. And it's it's bad to the point that, like, it's not fun bad. Like, there's not even much to make fun of other than the fact that it's, like, racist. Yeah, it's just... You guys can skip it because you listen to this podcast. Yeah, you've seen the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to say we could check in at the end of the season, but it's going to be the same exact plot happening, and you can already tell. Yeah. Everyone's blackmail is going to continue doing what blackmail does. Yep. And, like, everyone's lives are going to get intertwined and weird. Yep. And nobody will be happy at the end of it. Right. And there will be some, like, really not appealing boning. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of really boring boning. Oh my god, the sex in the show, and not just because we've been watching Outlander, but even by the standards of normal television sex, is so white bread. Yeah, it's not good. It is the most boring TV sex ever. Yes. It's bad. It's so bad. All right. I think we should throw this episode of The Resident into the garbage forever. Great. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Um, are you ready for your game? I'm ready for my game. Let's see what other horrible television is coming our way. Yeah. So this has become kind of a tradition because we don't have content ideas sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes we don't have content ideas. So we're like, what time of year is it? Is there anything there? Right. So we kind of switch off making up a stupid game that relates to learning about the new network premieres and this usually happens around this time of year with pickups and then obviously in the fall and sometimes in the summer i don't know if we've done a summer preview but we definitely should i don't think we did we were so busy this summer with game of thrones i don't think we had you're right well this summer is going to be a different animal so it's true for a lot of reasons (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey at least one of them will be getting ready for outlander my god you're right (laughs) Hey-oh! It's <laughs> so exciting! <laughs> oh, man. This all right. is all we are now. It is. But we're going to spend the next few minutes not talking about Outlander, maybe. No we'll promises. See. We are going to be talking about the new shows, obviously, that are coming. And I'm mixing in some of the worst shows of all time. Oh, so I'm going to give you... You can tell me what network you want to go with. We have okay the big five. Yep. I will give you four premises. Yep. One of them is from Metacritic's worst shows of the last decade from that network. And wow. three of them are new for this coming spring or maybe on now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Newish for 2018. So you have to tell me which one is the really bad one. Okay. So, I'll get one that's the worst from that network in history. Yep. And three that are upcoming for that network. Yep, and you have to guess which one is the worst one in history. Okay. Okay, okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, since we were just talking about Fox, let's start there. All right, so, your four premises. First one is... A singing competition with four finalists who defend their spots every week against challengers. The next one, Mm -hmm. premise is, follow the lives of first responders. Don't we already have that show? That's part of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It was like a little gross when I was writing these down. (laughs) 
Um, the next one is two successful video game developers in their 30s have their lives turned upside down when their nightmare dads unexpectedly move in with them. Oh, boy. And the last one is a comedy that follows an airline crew and their wild passengers on a round-trip flight from L.A. to Vegas. Hmm. Ugh, this is difficult. I guess I'm going to go with the first responders. Nope. That's a new one for this season. Is it also out of Chicago? Um, I don't think so. Was Fox wasn't the one that had all the Chicago shows. No, that is uh, CBS? CBS. No, I think it's ABC. Oh, it is ABC. I could be wrong. Okay. So that show is 911. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course it is. <laughs> the worst one was called Dads. Oh, no. From 2013, which was about the video game developers who had their dads move in with them. That is no wonder. It starred Seth MacFarlane. Ew. <laughs> Fuck Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Wait, Maybe I could be wrong. Watch platform. I don't know if that was Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look it up. It was someone it was else, dads. I think. But I don't fucking care. It's the same. It was someone else who I hate. It might not have been him. <laughs> I don't recognize any of the faces, but that doesn't mean anything. Oh, uh, Seth um, Green. Different Seth. Still irritating. Seth Green. I hate him. I don't I don't know any of these people. Who's Seth Green? He's irritating. <laughs> well, oh wait, I vaguely recognize this guy. Oh, he was in Scooby-Doo. Sure. I feel like Seth MacFarlane is involved in this though. Sounds like something. I had some sort of like Oh, well Seth Green played Chris Griffin on Family Guy. Yeah, I'm sure it's all it, it has to be all connected. <laughs> There's no escaping Seth MacFarlane. Anyway, it seems terrible. It seems like a really bad idea. And it was canceled was it canceled in season one or season two? I think season one. I think these were all these could have all been one hit wonders, I hope. Okay. Yeah. So that was Fox. <laughs> Good job, Fox. A lot going on there. I Can you explain the airline show to me real quick? Is it one flight or is it like a route? It's a route, I believe. Okay. And every episode is a different group of passengers. That seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. A writer that I like is writing for it. So I was like, eee, I, I just can't. The previews are really terrible and I see them all the time. Like, the workplace comedy is what it is, but this seems like the worst version of the workplace comedy. You're just so, tr like, how many jokes can you make? Yeah, there's only so many times that, like, someone can poop somewhere, like, you can walk in on someone having sex, or, like, a passenger could be inappropriate, or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, screaming babies. Like, there's only so many, so many ways you can get away with that. Right. All right. Let's do the CW. Alright, so CW is one of two exceptions to this rule. Okay. I could only find two new shows coming out. Oh, wow. So good for the CW. They're having a good year. They must be. Or they Hopefully. just don't give a shit about spring pickups, which is Yeah, maybe is fine. they just gave the fuck up. So one of these three is one of the worst shows of all time. Okay. So your options are a seemingly perfect family is on the run from the law for a crime they didn't commit. Second okay. one is a father and high school principal is also a crime-fighting superhero with the ability to harness and control electricity. Sure. 
And your last option is a woman must face the consequences of the things she did when she thought she was dying. Uh, I'm going to go with that one. No, it's the first one. Oh. Called Runaway from 2006. Oh, wow. Throwing it way back. Yeah. I think I actually had to rip it from the WB. (laughs) Same deal. That's hilarious. Yeah. It does sound terrible. Yeah, it was something about how they were, like, not in witness protection, but they were, like, fake witness protection, and then the guy who was framing them was coming after them to kill them. It sounded really bad. Well, the thing that seems the dumbest to me of that whole premise is that they start with a seemingly perfect family and end with a crime they didn't commit. It's like, okay, but which is it? Right. So if they're only seemingly perfect, then they're clearly not innocent. Like, are we watching that show on Netflix that I can't think of now? Oh, fuck. You know that one? Yes. He's like, we're good people, we just did a bad thing. Yeah. It was like, the first season of that show was okay, I'm not gonna knock it completely, but that got old really quick. Really fucking fast. What was that? Uh, Bloodline. Oh, that's not what I'm thinking of then. I'm sure there were more. (laughs) I'm thinking of, maybe it's a movie. There's, oh god, I remember nothing about it. There's this family, and the dad was something in a company, and he embezzles a bunch of money. Better Call Saul. There it is. (laughs) The family from Better Call Saul. (laughs) You know, they go and hide in the woods in the tent with all the money they embezzled. and, And Saul somehow figures it all out. What's that shitty Netflix original? Oh yeah. I just had such a clear mental image in my mind, and it took me a while to walk back from that. That image does stick with you. It does. It does. It's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Um, CBS. You're going to get one of these someday. <laughs> I don't know about that. CBS is also a three-shower, um, okay. which means they're having a good season. Also, these three descriptions were like the epitome of why CBS is the most... Um, conservative network i think oh sure (laughs) so your options are a film critic decides to live his life strictly by the bible with the help of a catholic priest and a rabbi okay a former cia operative turned professor is called in by the nypd to help stop a serial killer sure or a team of detectives of the lapd's threat assessment unit investigate stalkers and their victims in la Hmm. Is that just a Law and Order spinoff? <laughs> what isn't a Law and Order spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> the year is 2018. <laughs> there is nothing but Law and Order. Right. Um. Oh God, I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> it almost feels like a trick question. That's um, the point of CBS. <laughs> I guess the film critic one? That one's coming out! Ah! This year! I was stuck between that and the CIA professor. No, that's also coming out this year. Oh, no! The Stalker Show, called Stalker. Oh, no! From 2014 is one of the worst shows ever made, apparently, in the last decade, give or take. That's wild to me that they could have just taken a slightly different interpretation of law and order svu and somehow done it that poorly yeah yeah my main question (laughs) about this 
first one. <laughs> yeah, we need to go back to that. I'm not done with it. <laughs> you can me spend a second on that. It's is, called um... Living Biblically. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, why is it a film critic? I, like, we may need to watch an episode of this. <laughs> we might need to. I'm uh, far more perplexed. Because someone that I recognized was the lead in it. Oh, yeah? Who? I need to go back, because I think I know. I think it's someone from Mad Men, who I feel very strongly about, but I don't remember if that's exactly who it is or not. I don't want to, like, frame him if it's not him. Oh, it's a sitcom. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. (gasps) It was produced by someone who is on um, that fucking show that I hate. Sure. Um, um, my, the Big Bang Theory. Oh. Wait, but yeah, so this is important. What's his face for Mad Men is the lead in this show. J.R. Ferguson? Yes, he's Stan. Thank you. Is he? Yes! I don't recognize him without the beard. Yes, and I'm like, why? Why? Mm. Why? I didn't like Stan, though. I love Stan. I know. We had many, many conversations about this. Ugh. I, didn't, I wasn't into him. I didn't get him. I liked him by Peggy, the end. like, falls in love with him, and uh, I was like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> Let my rom-coms live, all right? <laughs> hey, your rom-coms aren't my rom-coms. <laughs> Unless it's Outlander. Unless it's Outlander, and then it's everyone's rom-com. You know what's really promising about this show? What? Is... Uh, some creator of some kind is quoted in one of the headlines about it as our goal is never to offend. Oh no. Yeah. He then follows up to say, I don't think there's any scenario where the show wouldn't bother someone in the world. It is absolutely not the goal. Those of us on the show who aren't religious have a great deal of respect for religion. You know, Uh. that might not be the angle that you come at this from. Hey, Daves, I think I found you some friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Join the club. These are the new Daves. But also, it's on CBS, so you know it's going to be so vanilla and bad. Yes. It would be crazy in this day and age to do a show that's trying to offend people of faith. I think people need guidance in their lives. We hope that we treat it with respect. Oh, boy. Nothing about this is <laughs> a good start. <laughs> And yet HBO could take some notes. I know. (laughs) About PR for their upcoming programming in these are modern times. Oh no. Dear Lord. Oh no. That's a hate watch for another day. Yeah, it is. But why a film critic? I just (laughs) like it wanting to explore religion on a sitcom is like one thing, and we can deal with that at another time. But why is he a film critic? I I feel like they're trying to make a commentary there, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> it also feels like it's gonna be. I, let me phrase it this way: sure. If I'm CBS, I'm at least picking a television critic, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're they get better. Oh. When the question was brought up on how literal the main character Chip 
would adhere to the practices of the Bible, which has harsh takes on some issues like misogyny and homosexuality. Walsh, one of the producers, said, We're not pretending they don't exist. While he's a modern man living by the Bible, there are certain things that he will not be doing. He will not be hateful. I don't think those are biblical attitudes, and the show won't reflect that. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. So many things in that paragraph made me cringe. <laughs> So, so stay tuned for an upcoming episode when we can't decide what to talk about again, and we will pick this show. And it will be really awkward for everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to ABC. You want to go to ABC? Let's do it. Let's go up to ABC. All right. ABC. We're back to four now. Okay. Okay. Let's start with a game show. Where adult contest- contestants have to answer ten <laughs> questions correctly to win. If they get it wrong, they can be saved by five kids who have been asked the same question. Is that, are you smarter than a fifth grader? That's one of your options. <laughs> <laughs> Second option. Two unemployed men decide the only way to find work in a poor economic climate is to dress as women. Oh, no. Third option. Follow six talented young lawyers working on opposite sides of the law and handling the most high-profile and high-stakes federal cases in the country. Okay. Fourth option. Refugees from a war-torn country 250 years in the future start showing up to seek asylum in an American town. So, like, Outlander, but more different. (laughs) Not everything is Outlander. (laughs) Hey, I said more different. Sure, yeah. This also feels like a trick question. (laughs) A lot of these sound very bad. They all sound, like, so bad. Mm -hmm. The the one thing that's giving me pause is that first option, if it were Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, that show was on the air for a long time. It was. Which makes me think that it wouldn't have been rated as the worst show in history. I don't know. I also have no idea what fucking network that was on, so maybe it's irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) That is why I'm very bad at these games. (laughs) Um, fuck. I'm gonna go with the lawyers. The lawyers? Working on opposite sides of the law? Yeah. No, that's a new one. Okay. Called For the People. (laughs) Sure. Other new ones include Child Support. No. Which is the game show that you were speaking of. Yep. I'm not okay with that. And The Crossing, about the refugees. So the bad one was called Work It. You know, I thought about choosing that one, but that was what seemed like a trap. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That was why it seemed like a trick question. That was from 2012. Simpler times. And you know, I gotta say... I don't know that I believe that if that show were being made now, it would be handled any more sensitively than a show in These Are Modern Times about refugees in America. Even if those refugees are time travelers. Right. (laughs) Right. I just don't think they're going to do any better with that subject matter than they would have with cross-dressing men. Nope. Who have an incorrect notion about the workforce. Although I believe... If I'm not mistaken, Work It is the one that only lasted for one episode. <laughs> oh my god. The promo imagery alone is horrifying. 
sounds like it. I'm gonna look it up. It's bad. You know, it's we we in the world talk a lot about how there's so much good TV a person couldn't possibly watch it. I don't think enough time is given. <laughs> To how much bad TV there is. One contender that's new on ABC this year that I didn't throw in the mix is The Bachelor uh-huh. Winter Games. Oh, I've heard of this. Where they're going to compete in winter-themed athletic challenges that has nothing to do with the Olympics on NBC. <laughs> um, An episode of it was supposed to be filmed somewhere in this region. I can't remember if it was upstate or if it was actually going to be in Vermont. Oh, no. But yeah, they were supposed to film an episode of it somewhere, and that's how I became aware of it. Is that like when Hallmark films in Vermont, and it's not really Vermont? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, wow, this show is really something. It's bad. Ratings dropped to 4.9 million viewers in the second episode, and the series was canceled by ABC in January, following another attempt at a man session comedy called Man Up, which failed earlier in the season. What the fuck? Oh, no. <laughs> was this a thing that people were afraid of during the crash? Was, were, like, men not able to get hired or some shit? I think. Like, the premise was so weird. It was like, the only way we can get jobs is if we pretend we're women, because I don't know. Because funny. So, the show that it tried to replace, Man Up, is described as revolves around the lives of three modern men who try to get in touch with their inner tough guys and redefine what it means to be a real man. Isn't that what Justin Baldoni is doing these days? Yes, that is. <laughs> that's Justin Baldoni's TED Talk series. <laughs> Why is the word man session being used? What was happening in 2012, y'all? I have so many questions. Like, I know the world was not in a great spot back then, but, like... But we were halfway through the Obama presidency, weren't we? No. Just starting it. No. No, halfway. Halfway. Yeah. That was the start of of his second term. Like, this feels like Bush-era content. (laughs) Yes, it does. I mean, we were just starting to come out of the crash. Oh, no, 2012. We were way the hell out of the crash. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hot damn, the world was a different place back then. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, the sound you're hearing is all of the gears in my brain coming to a grinding ho- a halt as I remember what it felt like to live in a world with hope and prosperity. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about NBC. The NBC. <laughs> all right. I actually had a hard time picking because there's a lot of new content for NBC. Oh. Um. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna... Fuck it. I'm gonna give you five. Oh, okay. I didn't make enough bullet points for that. Because why not? Sure. It's our podcast. It is. All right. So your options are... A teacher takes over a school's ailing theater department and helps bring it back to life. Glee. A group of mothers must help choose the perfect woman for their sons. Nope. Three moms decide to rob a local grocery store after struggling, but it's harder than they think. Oh, I saw previews for this one. Next one is a charismatic gym owner living the bachelor life finds out he has a 15-year-old son from a high school fling. Sure. And last one is a former Harvard philosophy scholar has to move back home to Toledo, Ohio and teach AP biology in a local high school. Oh, I saw a a promo for this one too and it looks like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> 
This was the one where, like, he has another teacher and they keep leaving the students unattended. Oh, no. And so, like, all these, they keep being in rooms together making inappropriate jokes and then an adult will come in and be like, who's with the kids? And they're like, oh, fuck, we left him unattended again. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's promising. (laughs) Good shit. Good shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Two of these are ruled out, I think. You know what I love? This is a side note, as as I think. What I love about TV premises is when they tell you the profession of the lead character, regardless of what it has to do with the plot. Oh, yeah. Like, does it matter that he's a gym owner if the whole show is going to be about him finding this random daughter he didn't know he had? Right. I mean, apparently. Maybe. Because it's the first thing we find out about the show. Right. I don't know why networks are so proud of the professions of their characters. It's because Um, it's easy to describe bad characters by their professions. (laughs) Fair enough. Like, this is the same as character development, right? It's like that Star Wars video. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so my final vote is going to be for the mothers being matchmakers to their sons. You're right! Yay! I knew I'd get there. You got one! I finally got one. So I have a lot to talk about about NBC, though. Yes. Um, two of these shows I'm genuinely excited about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which ones? Good Girls, which is the three moms rob a local grocery store. Yep. I'm only excited based on casting for all of these shows. Okay. That one has Retta. Uh Uh-huh. And What's-Her-Face? Egg. Oh, Egg. Egg. Yeah. Her? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Her? And someone else who I like. Is there someone? Oh, What's-Her- Yes. Chris- (laughs) I'm trying to think of names. Um, isn't it Christina Hendricks from Mad Men? What's it called? Good Girls. Your bad Moms. Oh, Good Girls. I don't know where I got that from. I'm like very hyped for that. Um, yes, that's correct. Mae Whitman, yeah. Christina Hendricks, and Retta. Right. How can you go wrong? That's a good cast. I feel like NBC like has done some reflecting. Yeah, hopefully. Well, they've also ordered a season from Mindy Kaling, which is the Champions show about the gym owner. And that one... Oh, that's a Mindy show? Yeah, and the guy who's in it was on Mindy Project with her, too. Oh. So I'm excited about that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about it, but I'm excited about it. (laughs) And then I want nothing to do with Rise, which is about the theater department, especially because it has fucking Ted in it. Oh, I heard... Someone, some podcast talking about this. Yeah, that's recently. They were making a lot of jokes about rising. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems really bad. I also want nothing with Ted ever. Nothing with Ted. I've never seen that guy in anything else, but I do not believe that he could be anything other than Ted. No. He is the poster child for the mediocre white man. Yes. He, in my mind, he is the creation of the mediocre white man. Like, that was, understanding who Ted is as a character was when the mediocrity of white men crystallized in my brain. I didn't really hit peak mediocrity until I read that BuzzFeed article, like, two weeks ago about Jim doing the bare minimum. Yes. 
he gave her an earbud. <laughs> oh my god, that that must be bliss made me cry. It was so good. <laughs> if you didn't, if you guys didn't see this circulating, you have to like find some time on Google or. I don't know, the BuzzFeed search feature is busted, but you can try that. And look for the BuzzFeed article about how Jim Halper is the epitome of doing the bare minimum. (laughs) It's the funniest shit. My favorite is they they pull up the gif of when, like, Pam is mad at him in the later seasons for some shit, and she holds up the note of his priorities. And she's like, I mean, it's pretty good, right? And like, or whatever the fuck she says. And I was like, no. <laughs> he wrote your child's name in a Sharpie on a ripped piece of paper from his fucking trash can. Do better, Pam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good because everyone was so infatuated. Ugh. And I was guilty of it at the time. Oh, I was too, but I guess our other option was work it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was not a good time for men in content. No. I should say I was in like an okay place with men after watching Outlander and then I watched <laughs> The Resident and now I'm like not in a good place with men. <laughs> Sorry. The Resident ruined it. <laughs> Oh my god. I had my not all men bubble burst. You did for a little hot second. (laughs) And then mediocre white man doctor took his tattoo needle after writing death before dishonor on his back. (laughs) And he just burst that bubble. (laughs) Not all men. Not all men. (laughs) Just most men. Unless you're on Ronald P. Moore's staff. Just mediocre man. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, it's very bad. Jim is the most mediocre. Oh. No, Ted is the most mediocre. Ted is the Coming most full mediocre. Circle. Ted is the most, but Jim is fucking <laughs> very mediocre. God. And we just let we just let men do it. We're like, it's fine. <laughs> and everyone gets mad at Mark Brandanaquitz. <laughs> You know, my friend Aniquitz should have been on, like, The Good Place because he is a mediocre white man who has chosen (laughs) self-improvement. Like, he realized at some point that he was mediocre and straight as hell. And he was like, you know what? What if I did a little bit more than the bare minimum? (laughs) He was like the evolution to Ben Wyatt. (laughs) He took a long, hard look at Jim Halper, and he was like, what if I do, like, this much more than that? And everyone acts like he's a criminal! (laughs) He just owned his mediocrity. He was like, yes, I am the straightest of men, and I know this, and I like this about myself. (laughs) Jim was like, I think I want to propose today. Will you meet me halfway? (laughs) In the rain? After I yelled at you on the phone because you tried to pursue your dreams that I talked you into. (laughs) That's romance, right? Oh. (laughs) Yikes. Sorry to anyone who is offended. Yeah, sorry, everybody. (laughs) We were there. I still like Casino Night. (laughs) Except he gives her the fucking head 
headphone, headbud, earbud, whatever the fuck. Not on casino night. That's not casino night? No. It's in that range. Yeah, but it's not on casino night. Uh, it's so dumb. <laughs> I hate, I hate the beginning of their relationship. And actually, I hate the end of their relationship. The whole thing is stupid. Just burn it all. <laughs> Who cares? Oh my god. <laughs> not everyone is <laughs> Jamie Fraser, Kirstie. <laughs> This is where I at least get to do enough self-reflection to realize that I am still dead inside and Outlander didn't fundamentally change who I am as a person. (laughs) Which honestly, after the last three weeks, is refreshing. Is it? (laughs) I was concerned. (laughs) If it's just a Jamie problem, I can cope with that differently. Oh my god. (laughs) Is it just a Jamie problem, Kirstie? I, I don't know. It's unclear. <laughs> Fingers crossed, though. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be a whole separate episode. Don't worry about it. What if Jim Halpert wore a kilt, though? <laughs> He's so scrawny. I just had to go there. I don't want that. God, all men are scrawny, though. It's true. Not all men can have charity CrossFit. No. Of their own invention. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta wrap this up. We're about to go down a dangerous rabbit hole. Oh, man. Well, if you are alarmed by things that we have said, or if you agree with things that we said, or you know of other hate watches that are coming up, or you want to suggest content, because we need content, like, so badly. So badly. We need content as badly as we need a Jamie Upskirt. How about that? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I wasn't going to leave that portion in the episode, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are now. Um, So (laughs) if you want to give us content, you can find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs. You can find us on the internet, HateWatchWithUs.com. You can find us by email, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. You can find us at ThoughtBubbleAudio. They're at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com or ThoughtBubbleFM on Twitter. They also have a Gmail and a Patreon, so you can find them in those places. If you watch any bad new premieres, please tell us about them. Tell us about all of them. You can tell us about them in an iTunes review if you want. Oh, yes. Leave us some iTunes reviews. We got one, and it like we talked about it for weeks because it was really fun, and we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So if you want us to talk in caps in our Slack channel more about you specifically, right. you can leave us a review on iTunes. It'd be really fun. It will cause a red alert to go out in the Slack channel. It will. Yeah. If you want to join our Outlander Slack channel, maybe it will let you. Um, maybe. You got to be cool, though. You got to be really fucking cool because it's weird in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be be thirsty for some shoulder. You got to be thirsty for some shoulders. Shoulders and kilt brooches, bitches. That's what we're here for. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Well. If you liked what you heard, then come back next week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. But, like, Sam Hewen is so secure in, like, who he is and how hot he is. I know. Like, it's all, it just, like, radiates from him naturally, like a warm glow. Right. He's like, do you want an upskirt shot of my kilt? Because it'll look good. (laughs) Even better, he knows exactly how to do it so that you think you're going to get the upskirt. Yep. But then you just.
just don't. Yeah. You like I this like much? That. Don't. <laughs> like, you get all of this thigh, but you don't get this much thigh. <laughs> <laughs> 